Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. You could take like every single thing that Chris Harrison said and just like add a comma and write after, <laughs> yeah. you know, after every single thing because that was the tone of it. Yeah. Uh, you can't deny that everything is fine, right? Right. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So we're sitting here in the studio the morning after the second night of Bachelor in Paradise premiere. And I just have to ask, like, can you guys believe this episode ever ended? It was, it was a lot. It was four hours and it felt felt like several days or weeks. I felt like I was trapped in a room and like no one could like see or hear me screaming to be released. That's sort of what it felt like watching it. Yeah, there were fun parts. There were fun parts. It was a real whiplash experience. Um... You know, we oscillated between a beautiful love between two Bachelor quote-unquote weirdos and the fact that my Twitter feed was full of news about actual Nazis in our country. So there were a lot of emotions happening. It was a weird mix. Nice mix of things. And you hear the voice here of Brett Vergara, community strategist at BuzzFeed. Hey, yo. He's here to talk through. I I mean, I really feel bad for you because (laughs) this is one of the longest... (laughs) amounts of of TV show we've ever had to recap at once. But we're going to, you know, do our best to kind of get into the essentials because that's how dedicated we are (laughs) to our professional duty as podcasters. We'll figure it out together. (laughs) We'll, We'll make it through. Yeah. Sorry, guys. This might be a group therapy session. your mind far back, far back to Monday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern. Chris Harrison alone so, on, a, on a beach. On an abandoned so far, beach. So far from the camera, always. <laughs> just, just always at least It's almost like away. he's just walking along. He's like, oh, hello. I didn't notice you there, <laughs> that is camera ex- 20 that feet is away. That is literally the exactly <laughs> what he was trying to give off, Claire. Which is ridiculous. Like, it's the most scripted situation ever. It's like something really bad happened. Chris Harrison has to give a very carefully worded statement about it. Let's act like he was just walking along the beach shoeless, hoping to, you know, run into the perfect woman who likes pina coladas. And instead, here's a camera (laughs) waiting for him to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. It's like, 
you're just not caught him while anyone. he's on vacation. Yeah. Just, oh, he was on vacation along. by himself. Yep. At like, I don't know if they actually just chose <laughs> to film this on an overcast day or if they had some sort of lighting situation. <laughs> it looked very gloomy on the beach. Um, there are like scattered pieces of like beach equipment and camera <laughs> gear. This it, they made it seem as though it was like a Pompeii situation. Yeah, like everything was just this frozen in place. <laughs> this is the Pompeii of paradise. But they have no problem leaning into the Pompeii. Yeah, yeah no. they're like if they we're all entirely <laughs> fine with. They I are don't know. certainly uh, milking this controversy yeah. that w- that we all know you know occurred. And if you guys haven't, Claire and I did a couple deep dive episodes into that so we're not going to really get too much into the particulars which is good because the show did not either <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we're um, going to stick with that storyline they used it a lot for uh tension um suspense drama they never really talked about what actually happened or what was concluded happened based on their investigation and we don't even get to that conversation at all until night two but chris comes out and is basically like look it was so hard on us when this <laughs> happened we all really suffered and Is this we where just, you talked about the crew crying? Or no, that was later. That was several Sorry. times. Yeah. Um, and you know, Chris, you know, he was just heartbroken. And then he's like, but you know what? This is the most dramatic season <laughs> ever. And then we get the intros to the contestants. Um, it opens he's like, we're gonna go back two weeks because this statement, I guess, was filmed in between the the sessions of filming. He's like, we're gonna go back to when it all began. And it's suddenly it's just like normal paradise, yeah. like perky, sunny. They can't seem to decide during this episode whether they want to lean in and take take these what happened really seriously um, and whether they want to just stick with paradise as it as it is just frothy and fun. And I think they sort of settled for this very odd middle ground in which they tried to do both. And it just felt like, I saw what they were going for in all aspects, and I was just, like, confused how to feel about yeah, it. Yeah, there was yeah. – well, and also, too, like, just going back over the old footage, there was just, like, this this blanket of just gloom over it. Like, something that was supposed to be this, like, oh, like, we're happy-go-lucky. It's just, like, your standard paradise. And then all of a sudden, you just see Demario and Corinne. And it's like, this is a new – like, a new time for me. And just, it's like, oh, God, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what are you – I, it just was so stomach churning and yes, stomach churning is the perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I term. got like I I got a little bit of pushback on on Twitter for basically saying, you know, the show shouldn't have used those those in the moment interviews yeah. of Corinne and Demario. You know, they show Corinne being like, "I'm going to take it slow with these guys. I'm going to make it work for them." The underlying tone of that being. Mm-hmm. You know, LOL, look at what really happened. Mm-hmm. You know, she really lost her shit. Right. And then Demario being like, this is my redemption arc, yeah. man. Like, I'm here to to really win everyone over. The underlying tone of that being like, LOL. That's but hilarious. he didn't yeah. Like, right, yeah, you know, right. like, it just sucks that, like, they didn't have to show those things. Mm-hmm. They set it up with dramatic irony. We all know what's coming. And it's just really, like, gross mm-hmm. to exploit that humor like they so often do. Mm-hmm. Like with Lace. Remember with Lace when they show her, like, throwing away the wine bottles and they're mm-hmm. like, it's going to be a different Lace. And then, of course, the the payoff for that is Lace getting wasted with Chad. Mm-hmm. It's it's Right. And yeah. I actually think the strongest, most enjoyable moments of the episode is where they kind of let that Kern and DeMario just be characters sort of in the background mm-hmm. and, and existing but not, like, playing yeah. – up their, you know, downfall yeah. for dramatic right. effect. Not leaning into it so heavy like they keep on doing. I mean, not even before 
you know, even before yesterday, even before last night or, you know, Monday night. Um, you know, look at the promos. Look at the promo. promos. Like, just were like the disgusting. promos, it's like, oh, like West not handle this with any tact. West right. not handle this with any sensitivity. We'll just like lean right into it and trivialize this and be like, oh, look, we almost got canceled, but we're back. We made it. Like it's really weird because they want us to treat the entire cast and crew and production and the franchise as, as like human yeah, and, right. and not just that as like look at how look at how we're humans if you prick us do we not bleed yeah. and yet they're using <laughs> the really human suffering of t- these two cast members for their own profit so it's like it really stinks of hypocrisy and it's really unsettling to watch and look this is a reality TV show we are not stupid mm-hmm. as yeah. viewers we actually know that this is an enterprise for money in which people are paid to create situations that evoke reactions and drama. Like, that is the premise we're all buying into when we decide to watch it. So to see them sort of try to walk that back when we're at this moment where so many of us kind of understand more than ever how the sausage kind of gets made, Mm -hmm. it just felt like treating the audience as though we're idiots and then basically shaming the audience or any quote-unquote like informed viewers Mm -hmm. for being insensitive to like the individual emotions of individual producers right Mm -hmm. they're really like it's like how dare you consume this product in the way that we have created it (laughs) and packaged and sold it to you it just doesn't really make sense but that was kind of the tone they took for a lot of this episode and it also seems like they're just very much overestimating how much they're viewers are into it for the drama of the scandal and just all of that. Yeah. Like, they're just really like, oh, like, you know, we'll just really lean into this as much as we can and play it up at every possible moment we can. And I mean, I, I hope they're wrong. Like, I know that a lot of the, you know, people that we uh, talk about the show with and that uh, some people that follow us have expressed like a loss of interest in the show mm-hmm. because of all this but i'm 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 hoping that there isn't like a really ghoulish contingent out there that's going to make the show feel like you know this was the right decision i think mm-hmm. that they should be should suffer ratings wise for this mm-hmm. um and it was r- really difficult watching the show kind of as a professional but also as a fan um to not feel really morally compromised by yeah. that i think i should probably feel morally compromised <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so Let's kind of dive into actually what happened. Right. So we yeah. get those kind of cheeky intros, which I always I yeah. always enjoy. Yeah. I'm always, I always love it, you know. I Her, liked, Corinne didn't get one. I don't yeah. know if they didn't film one of her, if it was deemed too inappropriate given what happened. But yeah. she kind of has a little thing that's of just footage of her at the mm-hmm. bar. It's not like a little cheeky filmed right. specific promo thing. Mm-hmm. Um so she was, but Demario does get his. Well, I forget what his. Yeah, was. I'm trying to remember what that. I think it was just like a very general, like yeah, a, a lot of a lot of general, were pretty yeah. normal. Uh, the Amanda one where she's being yeah. chased by a pizza. Yeah, a pizza and a black body <laughs> stocking. This was it was very it was weird. Very weird. Um, I assume it was a reference to Josh. To Josh. A certain, <laughs> certain individual. Yeah. yeah, she shows up and kind of talks about her uh, breakup with Josh. And she says something, like, really weird. Like, she's like, oh, you know, I – there were a lot of things that were great with him, but something felt off. And then she kind of pauses and says, he's a sweaty person. <laughs> I'm like, that's what felt off to you? Later on, I think she, she vaguely – she alludes to it where she's like, I, you know, I might have – 
in the past interpreted someone being possessive as like flattering, but yeah. I'm not into that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we get all of them kind of arriving. Raven and Dean are the first two. Yeah, um, and then Christina shows up. She's interested in Dean, um, but she's like, oh, no, this is like a two-on-one date. <laughs> and who else do we have? Danielle M., uh, Ben Z. Then Iggy's there. Iggy. Iggy, who I just... I want to like, yeah, I, and I, he makes I, it very I difficult. Feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I very much, very much feel that. I want to like him because all the guys like him so much. And I always have, like, a soft spot in my heart for, like, the friendships that you see on the show. Oh, same. Yeah. But it's like. Mm. I think that's actually, like, my favorite part of, like, this entire Me franchise. Too. It's just, like, after the fact, looking at all their Instagrams, looking at them all hanging out, somehow being able to afford bouncing around the states. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I'm in Texas. It's I'm in the LA. Fab fit fun yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have like a that, feeling yeah. sometimes the, their flights are covered by these sponsored oh, events. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's That's also very fair. Um, and, uh, you know, I, there are a lot of emotional moments for me in the bachelor history, but I think maybe the most emotional moment is when Carly got dumped on Paradise and she went, and she went running to Jade and like was calling out for her. And I was like, they showed that moment leading up to Evan and Carly's wedding. And I was like, that is the best moment. Best all time. Um, so uh, at this point, we're kind of seeing Benzie is interested in Raven, um, he, Christina and, and Dean are gravitating uh, to each other. I can just say, too, like, I think one of the highlights for me, and if you can find a highlight in, like, all of this, <laughs> all the shrubbery, is Benzie's love for that dog. Just, like, it's my favorite thing. I just found it so hilarious. Like, I was like, I get it. You love your dog. But this whole, like, I left my dog behind. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well... What it, what what do you think is going to happen to the dog while you're gone? Like yeah. it's not a to- it's not a child. Like it's not a business. Some uh, someone else can take care of a dog, and the effect will be pretty much the same. And this was one like, of those instances where you could tell that he had said a line once, and then they were continuously yeah. looping it in mm-hmm. and editing it editing it in to make it sound like all he did was talk about his dogs, and I'm he got sorry. the crazy music. Saying that once is crazy. <laughs> I left my dog to be here to find love. I'm sorry if dating me is not a priority over your dog then like maybe go home I don't know Um, I'm sorry I'm not a a dog person they're fine (laughs) they're fine Um, if he said I I left my cat at home you know I'd have then you would have okay no Claire Um, uh, Jasmine is there Jasmine has for some reason been aged down did you notice this? No. Her Chiron says 26. She was 29 oh my, on mm-hmm. Nick's season. I and Rachel not. even tweeted and was like Instagram story. And she was like, Jasmine, you found the fountain of youth. You're 26 oh, now. Like, I th- so Jasmine weird. is 29 or 30. Yeah, like, she's definitely not Let 26. her live. Can she just be a, you know. Well, Amanda showed up and kept being like, I'm st- Still young. Like, oh. I've, listen, I know that I'm kind of like aged compared. And I was like, girl, you're 27. Yeah. <laughs> she is two years younger than me. I'm like, I still feel like, I mean, there's that word still again. I feel very young. I don't know. But there's a lot of self consciousness about that. That just like, it kept on like looping back. Do yeah. I feel like there was like multiple callbacks where it's like, girl, it's okay? Yeah. Like, you, know. like, you, like you are young. Yeah. You are, you are <laughs> young. young. Okay. And, and you look perfect. I mean, I mean, I remember from her bio from Ben season, she said she started doing Botox at 25. So she is just a well, perfectly— Well, that explains why her face <laughs> yeah. never moves. Yeah. Um, um, Jack Stone arrives and assures everyone that he is not, in fact, a serial killer. It's good to know. It's very good to know. <laughs> Rest I mean, assured. I believe it, but, like, 
That doesn't change the fact that he looks like a serial <laughs> that's, killer. That's fair. I mean, both things. You're like, no, no, Jack. It's not that people thought you actually were a serial killer. <laughs> just, it's just that you resemble one. You just give yeah. off some, some vibes. It's a murder. Some general vibes, vibes you know. Yeah. Um, and Alexis kind of she approaches from oh, she, She's just such a gem. She's Oy. in her dolphin shark. shark costume. And she kind of strips it off and is wearing, like, a flesh-colored bikini. And then she's like, wow, I was Haas balls in there. <laughs> and, and Jack looks dead at the camera and says, but what's her porpoise for being here? Oh, Jack. You know, you know I'm into so, it. Yeah. I like, you know, it's like I can— Jack seems like a good guy. Yeah. I do really strongly think that this is going to be, like, a redemption for Jack. Like, he has, like, some very weird, like, vibes to counteract, yeah. like, from Rachel's season. But I think— that like he can redemption for Jack. Bachelor yeah. for Paradise yeah, yeah, yeah. redemption is meant for people like Jack, who mm-hmm. much like Evan, come off came off as quite creepy on their seasons. Right. Not through actually doing anything creepy, um, but then so when you get to spend more time with them, mm-hmm. you see their better qualities as opposed to like their weird hairstyles yeah, or, or yeah. teeth. Or, yeah, or just like the <laughs> very like uh, everlasting smiles that seem to exactly. just yeah. constantly be there. Okay, so um, we have Demario. Demario. Shows up. Um, Raven is really close with Rachel, and, and at this point, they had just, I guess, really learned about the whole uh, cheating girlfriend situation quite mm-hmm. recently. So she's like, basically, he's fucked. Yeah, like, yeah. we're not gonna, we're not gonna go for his shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Demario shows up, Chris Harrison basically comes right out and says, like. You have you had a girlfriend. Let's just admit it. And Mario's like, no, I didn't have like, a girlfriend. Wheel, wheel. And then uh, Chris is like, well, did you lead her on? And he's like, I guess like, I probably yeah. did. <laughs> and he uh, he's anticipating a rough uh, a rough accept like response from the crew, but he goes straight for Raven as mm-hmm. like the queen bee of the crew <laughs> to kind of get her on his side first. It is not super effective. Yeah, he he does super, win her yeah. over, though, I, what I'd say seems Eventually. fairly, yeah, it, it fairly takes, quickly. It takes, well, I feel like it like took a, few a little hours, bit. Yeah. But, like, it's by yeah. the end of day Yeah, no, one. sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess, like, just time is, yeah, like, time, just yeah. all <laughs> speeding up meaningless. so quick time in this world. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because, I mean, he kind of sits her down and is like, here's the thing, like, I'm all about good vibes. And she's like, that has nothing to do. Yeah. Like, what? And then he's like, here's my whistle. I'm going to blow it. And then cut to him being like, I definitely really smoothed things over with Raven real quickly. <laughs> that went super well. And I'm Absolutely. just like, oh, buddy, I think she's I think she's withholding judgment. But, um, you know, clearly she ends up um, liking Demario. But we kind of m- miss anything that led to that. Mm. I think it probably had a lot to do with what happened off camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was a lot of Demario interacting with other people also that wasn't just wasn't shown because they were sort of at a certain point once they got those like weird questionable intros mm-hmm. down and we saw a little bit of him and Corinne interacting, they kind of didn't show anything else of the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, uh, Chris also asked Corinne if she has a boyfriend, which it was widely rumored and probably it was true confirmed that she had yeah. a boyfriend. Yeah, I think it, was confirmed, it was confirmed. She said she had a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but was sort of, right. I guess, treating it as like a a little hall pass Ex- situation. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, she says no. But she says no. no. She says she doesn't have a boyfriend. They're all like, great, we got that on tape. So <laughs> yeah. full steam ahead. Um, Derek shows up. Alex shows up, beginning a very long and irritating trend of <sighs> everyone just mocking Alex for his yeah, height. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there are so many things to mock Alex oh for. My God, I, I found, know. find yeah. him yeah, completely right, right. frustrating in a lot of ways. And making fun of his yeah, height is just, just like, gross. Uh, like, yeah, why yeah. go there? And then over and over again, too. You know, it's just like this everlasting theme. You know, And yeah, like there are just so many things that you can, so many like things. You're just giving you us an excuse yeah. to feel empathy for someone that I have very yeah. little empathy yeah. for. Yeah, and right, like, right. And it's, it becomes about just like other short people. Mm. It's like, oh, well, he deserves it. Well, what about like this really great guy over here who's short? Does he deserve <laughs> to hear how pathetic his height is? Like it's it doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Daniel McGuire and Vinny uh, were on uh, After Buzz um, last night and they were just sort of like, it was all good fun. And I was like, no, nope, like, that's yeah. not a good defense. Yeah. I'm sorry. That doesn't work for me. Um, but it was kind of cast wide. Mm-hmm. Like Alex yeah. was Alex's thing was his height. So good stuff. <laughs> Um, Iggy, meanwhile, thinks that he and Corinne are going to have a thing, which is just so sweet. It's the, just the beginning delusional. of many delusions oh, Iggy yeah. seems to have. Um, He's like, I'm also the life of the party. It's like, well, are you? It's okay to not be the life of the party. Yeah, we all just have, like a little embrace, yeah. little self awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah like they we all both have a are role a little play. deluded, which is something like Corinne shows up. She's like, I've never been the one to make the gesture. The guy always has to do that. I just let them come to me, and I'm like. You are the person who showed up in lingerie <laughs> and a trench coat with whipped cream and got Nick to lick it off of you, which is fine. Yeah. But that is you making a gesture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just own that. Um, right. Like, I think, yeah, if everyone just took a little step back and had, like, some self-awareness, like, plenty of people, you know, Robbie needs some, you know. <laughs> just, like, if everyone just had, like, a little more self-awareness, that's totally fine. You know, we all have, like, our little roles to play in all yeah. of this, you know. Robbie has uh, the, the amount of self-awareness that you would expect from someone who looks like yeah. he's made out of plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I think he's just been continuously adding hair products since JoJo season. Yeah, like just just, just pile it jo- on. Yeah, just, I think I think that that's a clip on that thing. That's, <laughs> uh, that he has this new wing of hair um, that's just kind of. Yeah, it's gotten, it's gotten longer against. since JoJo season, oh, certainly, God. on also, one side. Also, I did notice in, like, the—I the I actually don't really know how much time it was in between, like, their break, but— Ten days. Yeah, ten days. Um, the hair, I feel like, changed dramatically. Really? Yeah, <laughs> really? no, like, you know, like, in the very first one, it had, like, the blonde stuff going on. It was a little bit longer. Do you he had, think like, he, the, he yeah, and got then, like, it done I think. Well, I think, like, the—you know, like, the first— when he had like the date with Raven, like and all that, and she kind of went after him for his hair, like and all that. It's like he went home. It's like okay, I need to like just mess with this a little bit. It, it's still like the general same vibe, but it's like doesn't have the highlight. It doesn't really yeah. have like the, the strand going down. It's oh, like that. yeah, this the strand that's just like permanently like in this position. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He doesn't show up until later in the episode, but since we're talking about it, like Chris Harrison really calls out his hair, and he says, "Yeah, it's a little more scraggly than it used to be." I was like. <laughs> Buddy, that's not the word. But it does really – like he is one of uh, JoJo's guys. She was really into guys with the haircut that I've always considered to be the the European soccer player haircut. But that is now the official haircut of the alt-right. And But he's kind of melded it with the Trump. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, oh yeah, it's true. like the the swoop that's like sculpted over maybe a thin patch. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't just really like back across the forehead. Works. Yeah, like it's not straight back from the forehead. It's kind of just like molded around the forehead. Like it's a very. I mean, I think it's quite involved. Choice. I think it's quite involved. People were speculating about work. a flat iron. I don't know if he needed a flat iron, but he definitely needed product to make that happen. Which also, I mean, this just like goes back to think like. Even on, you know, JoJo season, like, they only have so much space. So, like, how much of a suitcase was just, like, so much? I mean, most of it was offensive shirts and, yeah. and swim trunks. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. The other half. <laughs> the other half <laughs> the was other half. just crates of hair. Also, I would not be surprised if Robbie was one of the people who just was like, well, fuck the rules. I'm bringing an oh, extra yeah. suitcase oh, just of hair <laughs> A lot of them do that. He was like, look, you're going to want me him. to have my brightly patterned swim trunks. Okay? Like, this is a visual treat for everyone. Necessity. Um, okay, so, so but who he else? shows up yeah, later. He shows up later. Lacey arrives. She's like, I'd rather be known as being the girl who came in on a camel than not be known at all. And we're like, you're not yeah, known so, at yeah, all. Suddenly no, 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 everyone is like, you came in on a camel? Like, who are you? <laughs> it's like, I can like really empathize if like just no one really knows who you are. But it's like, don't try to like make the camel a thing. Because like literally. It's no like, one remembers yeah, that. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, now that I'm seeing the footage, I vaguely remember that <laughs> happening. Yeah. But it's not that wasn't a discussion piece. Yeah. It was almost like when like and I Matt seems great and is not annoying about this that we've seen, but people kept being like, Oh, he was the penguin. And I was like, I have no memory of who showed up oh, in a yeah, penguin I remember costume. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that like, more than the camel. To, Certainly. Yeah. Fair, because it was it was on him. Mm-hmm. Um it made squeaking noises. Yeah, so Matt is another one that arrives in his penguin outfit. Um Diggy arrives in his glasses. Very good, cute. Good, good glasses. glasses. Very so good glasses. Good. I think they're Warby Parkers. I think I have the same one. Um, <laughs> Nick from JoJo season has his Saint Nick. That I remember it. because he came yeah. dressed fully as Santa fully Claus. Fully as Santa. And it was a very asexual choice of, or even anti-sexual choice of costume, I remember mm-hmm. thinking. Uh, and we see that Nick has come into paradise like for Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's very clear about that. He's there to meet her. She has never dated a guy with such light hair. (laughs) Which I sympathize with. It's hard, you know, to date a blonde man when you're used to dating brunettes. But, you know, you just got to open up your mind. Heart wants what it wants. It does. And it wants a dark hair, (laughs) as it were. Um, But then, like, Lacey really trying to get in the mix here is like, Nick, make out with her right now. Just do it. Thanks, Lacey, for that. <laughs> um, Vinny is here. Did we see Vinny he, come No, in? we did yeah, not see his a, arrival. All right, it was like, very thank weird. Thank you for cur- like, confirming that in my head because I was like, when did all of like – I mean, yeah, I literally have in my notes, oh, <laughs> Vinny's there. Yeah, I said, also, Vinny is here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. Because, no, oh, like, I, I have, like, such a problem where I'll be, like, watching and, like, you know, trying to keep up with Twitter and all that. It's like, oh, I just missed, like, a major plot point. It's like, I thought that was a yeah. thing with him. It's like, did I miss this, like, back and forth with Chris? Like, am I – what is happening with time? To, but, to me a lot. Yeah. But if all three of us missed it, yeah, it okay, probably I think didn't we're good. I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. So should we discuss um, what we did see of the Corinne and DeMario footage? Because that kind of front was front-loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We, we basically see a few different people talking about how Corinne and DeMario have made a connection. Um, and we see them jump into the pool fully clothed. Mm-hmm. And Alex is narrating that it's 4.30 p.m. and they are having a one-on-one Top Gun moment in the pool. 
And that's kind of all we see. Yeah, they actually right. don't yeah. even show them making out at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just kind of like swimming and like cuddling, I guess, yeah. in the pool yeah. with their clothes. With like not swimsuits, with all their clothes on. Um, they're clearly quite drunk, but also no nudity, no like mm. also they are out. definitely not passed out, which mm-hmm. right was some of, you know, random reports. But mm-hmm. we do know that the footage of the incident, quote unquote, in question wasn't aired. So like what right, did we right. really learn from this? Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Thanks for showing so yeah, that. Yeah, right. That was actually what I was gonna bring up. Something that kind of bothered me is that I've seen in some interviews um cast members, including DeMario, mm-hmm. treating it as though or that maybe that perhaps there's a disagreement about what that footage was because mm-hmm. he seemed to imply in an interview that I saw on either ET or EW that the incident in question happened directly after the footage that we saw. Um, we also saw Corinne actually put out a statement saying that was not the incident that occurred in a hot tub mm. later on in the evening, not in the middle of the day. So right, who knows? We don't um, know. And we don't know. The show, I feel like, tried to make this odd nod to be like, see, now you've seen it. Now there's no questions. And the truth is – if we're never going to see the footage, then we're never going to be able to right. make right. an and actual judgment. And we haven't judgment. really been told even what happens in the video, mm-hmm. just that the conclusion was no wrongdoing. Um, so, you know, that doesn't really change. They never really get into the details of mm-hmm. what actually happened. And then, um, um, you know, we kind of shift on to other storylines, including Derek. Derek and Taylor. Nah. <laughs> so I've always liked Derek. I've always liked Taylor. Mm-hmm. Something about the way that Derek began to approach Taylor just made my skin crawl. I can't explain it. Wait, I'm trying to remember exactly, like, how it started. So we see – I mean, I I don't know if this is the first thing, but this is the first, like, real conversation we see between them is, like, they're looking at all these guys hanging Mm -hmm. out nearby. And Derek is like, oh, yeah, it's too many men. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I saw, like, a pretty damsel in distress, and I just had to come over here and talk to her. such a lie. You're so in distress. And she's like, I want – a man who can take me into the woods and build a fire. And he's like, well, I'm flipping a house. And she's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. She's like camping. (laughs) And he says, that sounds dirty. And she says, it's supposed to. And I was like, (laughs) and all I could think is that anyone describing taking me into a forest sounds murdery. Yeah, Yeah. very much. Well, maybe the murdery vibes are just switching over. Like Jack is passing (laughs) the torch on over to this woods talk. But this is clearly a very instant connection. And we see that. You know, they seem to right away be an incredibly steady um, couple. So yeah. good good yeah, for the two yeah. of them. I, I agree. I always liked both of them individually. And there's something sort of satisfying about seeing two people who took a lot of shit on their respective yeah. seasons yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. like, get the nice romantic edit. Yeah, yeah no, and, and, yeah, like, especially with Taylor. Like, I've always thought that she was someone who just, like, got way too much of, like, the, the brunt of things, which, like, just did not make sense to me. You know, it's like— yeah. Because they, it was really like there were there were specific things, like just like specific moments, like the whole like bury it into the ground emotional intelligence thing that just like is on a loop. But yeah, and like she somehow became the you know like the villain of her season weirdly. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I, it's great to see you know her hit it off like immediately I and yeah. I, I don't know. That's I I have a lot more faith in that one. You know, like obviously like we saw. You know, some 
relationships or some like connections like yeah. right off the bat and but I don't know that one seems a little like bit more they seem to, like Derek has yeah. always seemed based on the the admittedly little that we know of him like <laughs> someone who um is drawn to um sort of self-confident mm-hmm. um intellectually geared women um and he so he and definitely women that seems are a little to, like, like Outside of the normal bachelor mm-hmm. mold a little. Yeah. And so he definitely, you know, that seems like a good match with Taylor. And Taylor, you know, has like came in and Jasmine said a similar thing about herself, like not really expecting anyone to be interested, which is mm-hmm. um, always a really sad thing to hear. I'm like, why did you come? Yeah, yeah. But um, but I think Taylor probably came back for redemption. And it seems like she's getting both. Like she came in and she was like, wow, this cool guy really likes me. And that's like a really – Exciting feeling that we actually, get to see happen. Actually, speaking of that, though, like that, I think this happened like really right after Taylor and uh, Derek like hit it off. But like Alexis said something that was like so heartbreaking where like I think they were looking at the situation with Taylor and uh, and she was like, oh, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm happy for her. Like she deserves it. And then she was like kind of like insinuating that like she didn't. I was like, Alexis, like, oh. like I think she's kind of in that same camp where well, yeah. Alexis reportedly has a boyfriend. Oh, right. So, okay. so, there, yeah. okay. so there, perhaps there she's okay. not really She did at one point, she said something that, like, suggested that maybe she wasn't someone who needed to find love, mm-hmm. um, which was, Alexis yeah. is there for the, the lulls and the friendships, yeah, and I, yeah. I do not fault her for that. Yeah, not at yeah, all. That, that works. Um, and, uh, you know, we find out at, I guess, uh, sort of toward the end of the day, Chris Harrison shows up. And Lacey says, you never know what you get with him. Either it's good news or bad news. And I was like, it's okay, like, well, so those are two so pretty clear the, options. Yeah, literally <laughs> all the options. commentary is just wholly <laughs> unnecessary. And so he drops some big news, which is that Jorge, um, the bartender, is leaving to start his own business, Jorge's Torres. <laughs> Which just like really puts a smile. I love Jorge so much. I got like so emotional over that, you know. Just like like I was not expecting to go into like Bachelor in Paradise viewing like and and get affected in in, like a way like that. I was like, damn it! Like, it's also like it was sort of funny to see this guy who has gotten hopefully from the show enough of a lift to like make this mm-hmm. dream closer to reality and people I think being he like has. and people yeah. saying you know i saw a lot of reactions like oh no they fired Jorge. i can't believe he has to leave and i'm like guys this is the best possible scenario yeah. Yeah. for him no, like no, i would rather be is, doing this, this. Is yeah. real he didn't get fired they love yeah. him as a character on the show mm-hmm. and if you go to his instagram a ton of former cast members are just like i love you Jorge. <laughs> we miss you like yeah. they cuz they sit and talk to him a lot yeah, um, right, so the people right. from back past BIP seasons, I think, actually got quite close with him. Um, My friend did text me and say, like, you know, if I ever have a bachelorette party, I now know what it's going to be. It's going to be Jorge's Torres. Yeah, it's real. I support that. And that's that's what I want my next vacation to be. And this is how I'll know if Greg is listening to the podcast as he plans the vacation. (laughs) There you go. Just a little pro tip. Um, So then Wells Wells is going to replace... Jorge. Which I'm very here for. And this is like the best possible deal for Wells. He has none of the pressure of having to be in like the BIP dating scene. 
he I heard an interview that Amanda gave where she said he got to keep his phone. He got to stay Ooh. in the hotel. Ooh, and he, he was like a member of staff and he just yeah. got to hang out yeah. with everyone. I wow. mean, he did have to, I guess the they have to give him that stuff to compensate for the fact that he has to like actually work the bar. Yeah. Like he is a cut all the limes <laughs> and like make all the drinks. Which I feel bad for if like he doesn't actually, I don't think he has like experience bartending. So if I someone's I wonder how asking, complex uh, yeah. their requests are. Well, or someone maybe, has you know, to like, a lot of people have experienced bartending. Oh, white so right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's, like, that's getting a little bit, yeah. you know. So. It's also just, like, not a drink I would be prepared to make on a beach. Yeah. Like, oh, no yeah. one ever wants, like, a milky yeah, drink just like, my, what's oh, a, in a hundred want, degree weather. I want, like, a nice milky drink and then get into my Sounds swimsuit. Terrible. And just, yeah, just get yeah. that bloat fully Ugh. displayed. Well, we know how much pizza they eat down there. Um, True. Okay. So Christina and Dean go on a date. Oh, by the uh, last right. thing, oh, women are handing out the date, the first roses for the first time, oh, which I is the least exciting that, yeah. twist Roses ever. are happening mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we haven't just, yeah. seen it. Believe any. it or not. Um, Maybe so, in two weeks we'll see. Right. We'll Dean see and one. Christina go on a date. The dates that we're seeing like are pretty just like they go, mm-hmm. they have like a dinner, one small thing happens. Eh, I don't have any feelings about it yeah. except that Dean and Christina are super cute. Yeah. I love yeah. both of them. And yeah. they have co- kind of a sweet conversation where they empathize with each other's, you know, fraught childhoods and I assume kind of working through those things mm-hmm. on national yeah. TV. Yeah. And she comments on his teeth. She is a <laughs> dental hygienist. Oh, his I always teeth forget I that's literally what she yeah, right. her teeth. His teeth literally at a certain one scene it was dark out and he kind of just is like, like laughing. Up. Yeah. And it was like a beacon of light flash. It was too white. I'm I yeah. mean, I'm gonna be the one lone dissenter on this. <laughs> it um, reminded me of like the Friends episode. Like yes. I remember like like when I first was seeing Dean's like smile on Rachel's season just like beam up the entire room. It's like this is reminding me of Ross. Yeah, it, it, it was <laughs> – I'd never seen it, like, light up a dark mm-hmm. a room like that, and that's really what it seemed like. It's possible. Um, meanwhile, Danielle is hanging out with Wells at the bar. And this was – I loved. Danielle and Wells are from mm-hmm. Nashville, and they're really good friends, and they were friends before they went on the show. Um and so she's, like, kind of – she's really getting a great deal. Like, she's yeah. getting to, like, date hot guys and her – like, one of her best friends is yeah, there. Right. Plus she gets to speculate about whether she should finally just take a chance on Wells. Apparently they, like, went on one semi-date oh, years ago but, yeah. but, like, both agreed that they should be friends. Yeah, yeah. But maybe not. Well, she well she said that little, like, cliffhanger. It's like, oh, maybe you should be the kind – I couldn't like, tell, What's though, happening? if that was e- – <laughs> Taken from an interview about someone else. Yeah. Because they have both individually said, like, we're very good friends. I feel like that's also something Mm -hmm. that you might say if you're just like, like, but he is a great guy. Maybe he's the kind of guy I should give a chance to, but I'm not going to, you know? (laughs) Um, And then we get kind of really into the nighttime portion. Um, Nick is getting too drunk to talk to Jasmine, even though. I appreciate that Jasmine is just like, like, I'm, no, you are slurring, we are done here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So she goes and and talks to Matt instead while Nick gets kind of a counseling session (laughs) from Taylor, who's always like, I'm not going to be the counselor, and then she's totally the counselor. (laughs) Uh, She's like, yeah, Jasmine is really special, so what do you like about her? (laughs) Yeah, you're too drunk for this. (laughs) I'm in charge of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and she has a nice chat with Matt about 
working on Disney cruises. And so, yeah, and I appreciated that Matt actually asked a substantive question of like, what do you do in the real world? Yeah. What has your life been like? Yeah. And he's he seems like a very thoughtful guy. He's like, oh, I, I see why Rachel liked him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so the next morning, you know, we, we kind of see a little bit more of Corinne and DeMario in that it is the morning after the mm-hmm. the alleged the incident, um, and they're sitting next to each other with the group eating breakfast, and they chat a little bit with each other, with the group. It almost feels like a little, like, by the way, they were yeah. talking yeah. afterwards. It's like, see, look. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really the last we saw much of them. Um, at like as a as a duo because it seems like going forward from there the the next day of filming Demario is really kind of talking to Alexis and Corinne is more talking to Vinny mm-hmm. yeah um and meanwhile Iggy is hoping for Lacey's rose but she comes down to the beach to tell him that she has to leave because her grandpa just died this was really sad yeah. and as much as I tend to find Lacey a little mm-hmm. annoying yeah. Like, I lost my grandfather recently. It's hard to get, obviously, any news of a loved one passing away and to have to explain that on national TV right. and be around a bunch of people that you don't yeah. actually feel close to. Like, mm-hmm. that's And I found it difficult. Yeah. Like, often when this happens, they'll just be like, so-and-so had to leave. But yeah. they actually had her do, like, an in-the-moment where she talked about how she wished she had a boyfriend to support yeah, her through this. Right. And I was like— this is like this is personal. Like I yeah, know this yeah, is a reality right. show about dating, but this feels too personal. Yeah, no, right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Like let her fact, go. Yeah, like the fact that there was like enough time. It's like okay, I know you have to go, but yeah. let's just do a quick. Could you just you know? give us your thoughts on yeah. how a successful <laughs> scent in paradise might make the just, death of your next uh, grandparent yeah. easier? It's like, like if you could just go over to you know go over to Iggy, just have a little. Um, this is also where I fully just left Iggy. Oh my but, god! Like I, no, I, I, I know he. Couldn't even properly feign empathy for yep. the fact that this girl he had attached himself to had lost a grandparent. Yep. Then he went on to say she lost her grandmother. Oh, yeah. my God. And no. like, Lacey's so, retreating uh, back yeah. is still in the camera. And he's like, hey, guys, her grandma died. I might not get a rose. <laughs> Sucks no, for yeah, me. Yeah, I was amazed that just like the next sentence out of his mouth after acknowledging the news is like, so I guess I'm screwed. Like, just like that's clearly where his heart was. It's like, all right, Iggy, oh, just... He's like, oh, I was trying to manipulate yeah. this girl into giving me her rose, but like then her a, grandpa yeah, had to like, go oh, and die. So I mean, her grandma, me. her grandpa, yeah, yeah. Whatever. or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with a lot more commentary on this epic several episodes of uh, – Bachelor in Paradise. And epically disturbing, I would say. Yep. We'll be right back. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired... 
the robe and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. 
Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really, like, elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it, so comfortable, so chic, also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, actually, this is when Robbie shows up. Um, <laughs> Kendall. They're, they're oh, already, Robbie. and with Lacey leaving, it's, the disparity is still even wider. There are, like, more dudes than women, but mm-hmm. the women are like, we need more men. Yeah, it's like, These this, guys isn't, this are isn't not. working. This isn't working. No, that, God, like, one that, of them like, is Iggy, so, like, yeah. what do you expect us to do here? Yeah, I mean, like, looking at that beach, it's like, the women are just so much better than any, any of the guys there. Like, there are some, like, good guys there, but, like... Oh my god, the yeah. just like I comparing. I don't even I don't really notice the disparity until it, like Robbie hits on Raven and I'm like It's like, "Oh, is that oh, her no. option? Is that like the best yeah. the best they can do here?" So this is when Robbie shows up with his new hair 
And all the guys are like, oh, Robbie, his abs are so <laughs> tight. And Christina's <laughs> like, wow, all the guys are just like complimenting him. And the women were just all sitting They're here like, like oh. whatever, <laughs> which is so accurate. It also highlights uh, the gap in personality, I think, between JoJo's men and mm-hmm. then the women that would have been into those men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, I think the Nick season of right. guys and the Rachel I mean sorry the Rachel season of guys and the uh Nick season of girls are a more natural yeah match right yeah, right right definitely um which is what we see kind of happen right mostly. which is interesting because i remember uh thinking that certain men on Rachel season or um certain women on Nick season were cast for like Luke mm-hmm. and i thought of Raven Raven, now increasingly, I'm like, I don't think that that would have been her right, thing. right, yeah, <laughs> no, certainly yes. not. So, I, I like offer a full, uh, yeah. you know, apology yeah. for any immediate judgments I made about Raven because yeah. she is, she's truly the MVP of Paradise. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, so like right off the bat. And I, yeah, I guess like like the the thing that that. Uh, makes you your mind go there's like ravens from the south like you know just luke's from you know yeah but then it's like oh like beyond that though like well i think she was initially introduced in a very traditionally southern way like yeah. she had an, a package that was like i'm all about faith family and folk. yeah, oh, yeah and like yes, i want right, to do right. the it's alabama like, okay, yeah. like right right and now like she's really been fleshed out as a person um in a, like in a way that makes it seem like maybe that's not the most crucial part of her identity right, and that she's right. much more aware of like the issues with that identity than might have initially seemed, mm. uh, which came out a lot this week. Yeah. Um, but she does go jet skiing with Robbie um, and he says, I'm very attracted to Raven. And you can just put a period at the end of that sentence because <laughs> nothing more needs to be said. <sighs> which like he could have just stopped talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and, but instead of stopping talking, introduces occupation, talked about, oh, just that yeah. lovely conversation. Just really it's like, oh, let's let's just talk about being an influencer. Let's like, talk isn't about. It, doesn't it rock, man? Oh, isn't it the, just the bee's knees? Isn't just <laughs> the best? He's an influencer. He yeah. has pocket squares. He has pelicans. <laughs> These are the things. Uh, and he loves and, Southern and accents. He has a That's different, all I got from he this He has date. a different pair of swim trunks for every day of paradise, which – also shows an immense amount of confidence. Like, I found it really charming that Dean was like, I just didn't pack enough stuff to be there the whole time. And Robbie's like, they're going to want me. They're going to want me to stick around. Um, so they come back and Robbie is telling the guys, like, man, this is still my wheelhouse. Like, we were in the water and, like, I looked really great. And meanwhile, Raven is like, yeah, no, his abs are too much. That was – it was it's scary. Like, I started drinking every time he did something to Br- his hair. Brush his hair, yeah. 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 Um, she says he talked about being an influencer and all the girls are like, no. <laughs> you know what I think? Like Robbie must have been with like the influencer line. Like he just must have been like recycling that from random bars that he's like going out to where he's just like, oh, yeah, it's amazing being an influencer. Brings like, that to paradise. It's like, oh, wait, what? this doesn't make sense. Who like, does that work on? Yeah, that work yeah, no, on? very true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For me, that's an, an Maybe immediate... L.A. is a different place. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like even in L.A., I feel like that's like saying I'm a failed something else. Yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, it's not looking great for Robbie, although he does not realize that. It's looking like Ben is going to get Raven's rose. Nick still wants Jasmine's rose. Um, but then just as he's about to pull her aside and, like, 
open up to her. Matt gets a date card, and he asks Jasmine. And they go to a drag bar. So yes. I was really, really nervous when we, you know, could tell oh, what this date right. yeah. was. And yeah. I it's it went better than it could have. They mm-hmm. could have done a lot of weird things with yeah, this. For they sure. could have gone yeah. a transphobic route. Mm-hmm. Um and I just kept thinking, like, thank goodness they didn't put two bigots on yep. this date. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jasmine really wants Matt to volunteer to get into drag. Matt's like, listen, Jasmine's worth it. I'll do it. And they don't do a great job getting him into drag, I have to say. (laughs) Um, He puts on like a standard black T-shirt bra over like under like a an off-the-shoulder gown. I was like, mm-mm. It's like, yeah. Uh, uh, like, that's um, not how that works. <laughs> but he's really game, and Jasmine is like, you guys should choke him. And I'm like, Jasmine, please don't make this your thing. Like, She's you need to always, take it back away thing. from Just look that. at the intro. Yeah. Oh, it's the, just the cards have been laid out on the table. I'm that's like, Jasmine, it's not cute. It's <laughs> like, it, violence is not adorable. Um, and then it's, it's supposed to be the first rose ceremony night, and the guys who... Don't feel there are only like three guys who really feel secure about their roses. The other ones are kind of circulating, trying to make their case. Yeah, Iggy and Diggy are like, we're screwed. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, it seemed like some of the girl that like Diggy was like viewed positively enough that I would expect him to get a rose. Iggy should be really worried. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Iggy even calls Alexis crazy, which. Just, just don't, really, just like, don't adding on to the pile. Crazy. Yeah, just don't do that ever. Yeah, it's like, and like, I think Lacey does this to Iggy too earlier, where she's like, "It's okay, you know, if a guy isn't attractive." And it's like, why don't you just go up to me and say, "Like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to date you." Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so rude. <laughs> um, Robbie is wearing a shirt with cartoon sombreros on it, and he thinks this is like a real. Feather in his cap. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. a tribute to, oh, yeah. to Mexican culture. He it's literally really says, yeah. I have the X factor. Look at my shirt. There are sombreros on it. We're in Mexico and there are sombreros. Well, he says, what more could you ask for? And I was it's like, all I could think was so much. Yeah, just, yeah. just so, like, just even a little bit more. Just like, just, uh. But, like, frankly, a lot more. <laughs> you can, a lot you can, more. You can ask for some self-awareness. Yeah. You can ask for just. Like, uh, and then. Um. Something happens. Yes. We see a producer kind of asked to steal Corinne. She's having a conversation um, with, I think, was it Alex and Amanda? And and then DeMario and Alexis are laughing, walking down the beach, and a producer takes him. And we kind of see everyone sort of reacting, like, what what the fuck is going (laughs) on? And that that was kind of interesting to see. Like, Yeah, we don't get a lot of it. It does, it's, it felt a little stagey. Some oh, of it felt There was a stagey. lot of like, cut it, cameras down. So they just like yeah. put the cameras down and then they had the stationary actually, cameras. I couldn't tell how much of that. Yeah. It definitely felt like a way to be like, we are stopping production, but we are not actually preventing ourselves from getting footage to use later. Should yeah, we choose right. to do so? Right. It's like, this is a signal that we're stopping. Yeah. Um, obviously, eventually the cameras were turned off. Um, and then we're into night two um, at this point. Uh, that mm. We were left on this cliffhanger. And um, Chris is barefoot on the beach again. <laughs> With and... some, like, voiceover news headlines oh, for yeah. a dramatic yeah. effect. Yeah. <laughs> and, but first, 
they are going to show Evan and Carly's wedding, which is a weird start yeah. to this episode. Oh, which did actually happen yes, during happened. the right, production right. halt. So they're going in chronological order. Right. Mm-hmm. Tonally, um, it was weird. Yes. <laughs> and I felt, you know, at the time, I felt bad for Evan and Carly that their wedding was scheduled in the middle of oh, all right, this. Yeah. But it did feel weird that they filmed it clearly with the intention to include it in the show that was on yep. hiatus at yep, the time. Yep. But um, it was nice to see, like— Nick and Vanessa were there, Caitlin and Sean, a lot of Bachelor Nation people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jared, Wells, Julia, yeah. Jade and Tanner. Julia and Jade were both bridesmaids. Julia um, also from Chris's season. Yeah. And Wells was a groomsman. That was yeah. – yeah. I mean this wedding was totally adorable. Yeah. It was. Their mm. vows were really, really sweet. Evan was crying the entire <laughs> time, which I loved. Yeah. Yeah. And Carly looked amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I Those like, are my thoughts. <laughs> I just I felt a lot of um difficult feelings because I was like, I already did my wedding and now I can't <laughs> appropriate any of her ideas or her look. It's too late. Emma, it's not too late for you. Well, I'll just but, keep it in mind. I'll put it on my vision board. There you go. Yeah. yeah. People were giving her shit for the uh flower crown she had her bridesmaids wear, but I mean Emma was at my wedding. I like a bold flower, so yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought they looked pretty funky. I get it. They were, you know, they were in Mexico on a yeah. beach. It didn't feel so off. There were yeah. some very weird, like, culturally appropriative elements to the wedding where they really brought in, like, the shaman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. kind of chose to, like, black out yeah. momentarily yeah, and just ignore that. there was just so that. much else to worry about this episode. <laughs> I had, like, completely, like, blacked out, like, that even being a part of, like, how they met, too. Like, I remember right. certain things, but it's like, oh, yeah, that was the thing. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just really like them, and, we, you know, mm-hmm. we've had them on the show. We've we've met them. They're a really um, sweet and, and genuine couple. They We actually saw them when they were coming into town to see the musical Dear Evan Hansen. And oh, then, wow. They made a Dear Evan Hansen reference uh, yeah. last during their wedding, which Evan was then it. tweeting. Did anyone <laughs> notice the Dear Evan Hansen reference we made? And I just oh, yeah. I enjoy a theater nerd, yeah. so I, I, I love I them. I didn't even see that tweet, and I was like, Evan, I see, I see your Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> reference. Um, and then it's you know Evan toast to paradise, and now it's it's back. And then yep. No, um, I, I mean I did feel just yeah because like the that whole special was just like very sweet and charming and lovely and everything. But it, it definitely, I don't know, for me, when I was watching it, I never knew how to feel. And I'm like yeah. such, I'm a such, actually like such a sucker for weddings. So yeah, like I, I like, I watch like too. proposal videos on YouTube and go into rabbit holes of that. So like I am a goober for stuff like that. But yeah, something like with last night, yeah. I could really admire just like how great it was. But then I was like, oh, I really like hate that this it's a is, part of all this. It's you know, something just, that really bothered me is that they were definitely using it. And like Evan has made more specific public statements about mm-hmm. this. They were using it as a way to show that Bachelor in Paradise is a good, healthy, wonderful thing mm-hmm. because they found love. Yeah, it's like, and yeah. I'm like, listen, people find love in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> yeah. of those places are yeah. bad. Yeah. Some pe- people find love in war zones. Yep. People yep. find love in college, which some people like. People find love in high school, which most people don't. People yeah. find love in all kinds of situations that are Yours, generally yeah. bad. Your successful relationship yeah. is does not signal the virtue of an entire franchise. Right. And right. it doesn't have to. It yeah. shouldn't have to. Right. It stands right, for right. itself. Right. That's it's, great. It's beautiful yeah. on its own. And I personally think that they should have gotten their own wedding special yeah. because yeah. they yeah. are one yeah. of the greatest 
couples to come yeah. out of this franchise. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I I was just like so mad at the timing of it, you know, because the, and also, you know, not only were they using that in general as a, a way to prove themselves, it's like okay, like look at what Bachelor Nation can do. Like this this couple met here, and it's like a beautiful couple, but then. On a more specific level, they were putting it right before this intense right. second hour. Right. Where it's like, okay, what's like ease in with something like nice right. and fun and, you know. Right, and they're trying to right. fully position it as like this is the good and this is why it's worth us right. pushing right. through yep. Yep. this thing that traumatized at least these two people yep. regardless right. of what mm-hmm. actually happened. Yep. They were left – to deal with a, a lot of mm. trauma, both yeah. Demario and Corinne. Like, the message was, no matter how bad it seemed, wasn't it all worth it for yeah. this? And it's like, maybe not. Like, yeah. they would probably, maybe they wouldn't have met each other. They do both live in Nashville, and yep. they both are on the show, so yeah. they probably would have met. Like, yeah. I mean, they would have found love. People find love in all sorts mm-hmm. of places, and and to imply that it excuses all kinds of sins on yep. the part of the show is really gross. Yep. And then this is when we have um, the cast comes back um, to restart filming, and first they're going to have a big sit-down with Chris Harrison <sighs> to talk through whether they should restart the show, how they mm-hmm. feel about what happened. Obviously, they've all agreed to restart the show because yep. they wouldn't fly them all down there. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I'm just going to leave right now. Right. Yeah. This is a yeah, ridiculous—so much of this was showy and— yeah. I had a lot of mixed emotions yeah. about this segment. There were moments that I thought were kind of beautiful and mm. and good and actually successfully sensitive. Mm. A lot of it felt incredibly misguided and some yeah. of it just felt kind of fundamentally dishonest. So yeah. I, I there, there yeah. was sort of the whole range. Yeah. yeah. It was just it was just like very also very guided and very heavy-handed where it's just mm-hmm. like it's like you're all okay with this, right? Like yes. you're all yeah, it's just like it was, yeah. was it was like That's you what could, I mean by dishonest. Yeah, you could take mm-hmm. like every every single thing that Chris Harrison said and just like add a comma and write after <laughs> yeah. you know after every single thing because that was the tone of it. Yeah. Um but he yeah, was like cross examining that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's like, okay, like just confirm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can't deny that everything is fine, right? Right. Um, like, for example, you know, they all start to talk about how difficult it was. And I'm sure it was because mm-hmm. they were under a lot of uh, media scrutiny. And they also received a lot of um, social media backlash. Uh, a lot of the cast was really scrutinized for how they reacted. Um, a lot of people had very firm opinions about what must have happened on the show before Mm -hmm. all the facts were out. I'm sure that was extremely difficult. They kind of framed it as we knew nothing bad happened. We knew the show didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And then the media came and ruined everything. Oh, yeah, just just the media, just the the Right. I mean, I'm sure the three of us being members of (laughs) the media are sensitive to that. Um, But also especially in the climate and the the really unproductive ways that – you know, our yeah. current administration talks yeah. about the media as though it's one coordinated yeah. entity. Yeah. Like these are the people that reported on this incident initially did so because people from the show, cast mm-hmm. and crew, spoke to them. Yeah. yeah. Like they did their jobs and they reported on what they discovered over the course of their reporting. Mm-hmm. There were conflicting reports uh, perhaps it is upsetting and had unintended consequences that those names were leaked. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. is not 
quote unquote, piss poor journalism and a media that is trying to create something where there was nothing. Mm -hmm. This was national news that there were very serious allegations made Mm -hmm. and that a major franchise was shut down. This indicates something very serious. And of course, entertainment reporters would look into that. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the... I felt like it was really uncomfortable um, of the show to put the cast in the position of defending this extremely lucrative franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like it, as that like almost human of. shields. Yeah, right. Yeah, they yeah. are a part of it. They're the most visible part, um, and they also are being asked to to speak for. A franchise that involves a lot of people who make a lot more money than them, mm-hmm. who make a lot of money off of their suffering, no matter how much they are complicit in their own suffering. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, it's a very weird dynamic. Yes. Um, and then you have Chris sitting there also, who's made a great career off of this franchise, mm-hmm. saying, well, what's really going on? Like, the producers aren't manipulating you, are they? What are they really yeah. doing? You guys aren't mindless robots, are oh, you? yeah, yeah. Like, it was very slimy Yeah, no, it, it got, like, I think, yeah, the the first one that just, like, made me cringe was when he singled out, like, Taylor. And it was like, Taylor, we've never made you drink, right? Right? You know, no one just, is saying that yeah, they're, like, yeah, pouring. Yeah, they're no, no, they're right, not putting right, the beer bong like, in your mouth and pouring yeah. vodka down it. No one has yeah. ever said that. Mm-hmm. Also, that wasn't even the complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, I'm sure there are some people out there, some viewers who think, like, this is completely scripted and everything is forced. Sure. But I think anyone who has actually spent time and looked into this understands that it's more about subtle manipulation that, yes, people go into this situation expecting some of that, and they do make their own decisions. At Mm -hmm. the same time, the show wouldn't exist and wouldn't be fun if they didn't put people in situations to provoke certain Mm -hmm. reactions. We know that's a part of it. And also, I think the complaint that a lot of people had is was the question of whether or not uh, what happened between Corinne and DeMario was you know, actually problematic had it happened Mm. off camera. Why was there a situation where there were two intoxicated people uh, having oral sex in a public place? Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly Mm. having oral sex in a public place while being filmed. Mm. And And why didn't anyone step in? And that is still a question that exists for production regardless of whether there was misconduct on the right. part of cast members found. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. talk they talk a lot about, you know, what, um, you know, Taylor says this, Derek says this, we're adults, we're not here to be babysat by production. Mm-hmm. But in the real world, if you're at a bar and you drink too much, where to the point that you are having public sex, if that is in fact what happened, and I will point out it is because the franchise has not revealed the results of their investigation Mm -hmm. that we still don't really know what happened. Mm -hmm. If that kind of situation transpired or even if you became, you know, too sloppy, aggressive in any way, if you're behaving inappropriately, the bartender is expected to refuse you further service. Mm -hmm. Like there are expectations of how social um, situations, you know, of how the – the business owners or how the um, authorities will react in order to minimize harm to people who have made irresponsible decisions. Right. This isn't about whether they're responsible for drinking too much. It's about whether production also has a responsibility mm-hmm. 
to not allow people to hurt themselves on their watch. And this completely sidesteps that production would have any responsibility because all they did was force the cast members to defend them and then talk about how this really, really hurt the crew. Mm. And again, like all of those things could be true at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like uh, all, I think all those things probably are true. Yeah, I'm sure right. that they are close to a lot of the crew. I'm mm-hmm. sure the crew was really upset. I totally feel for that. It doesn't yeah. mean that we can't and shouldn't criticize any actions taken while making the show. Right. And then, like, even also in that conversation when, I mean, they specifically brought up, it's like, oh, like, you know, we were being, like, accused of being victim blaming. It's like even this this conversation of, like, oh, we're, you know, we're all adults here, like, that kind of thing, like, just because they they drink, like, too much, like, perhaps, or, or something like that, like, then that doesn't just excuse not being responsible, you know? It's just, like, it's right. like oh, like, they kind of, like, deserve it. Gets or, like, it gets incredibly yeah. dicey when you are drawing conclusions about sexual assault and consent as a whole from mm-hmm. one particular situation. This situation from what we do know of it mm-hmm. is is not one that can really be a stand-in for many other real-life mm-hmm. situations where allegations are made. Um, you mm-hmm. know, this is not a case even where two parties were telling different stories. No allegations were ever directly made by Corinne against Mario. Mm-hmm. So this is just a very fuzzy situation. But then when you say general statements about well, uh, Demario was really nice to all of us. Like that, mm-hmm. that's actually right, not right, evidence yeah. of anything either way. That, right. that is probably true. Demario yeah. didn't behave aggressively towards me when I met him does not prove anything. Demario yeah. reminds yeah. me of my brother while touching, and like I'm sure that affects Jasmine deeply, does not prove anything. Mm-hmm. And yet it's presented in this way. Mm-hmm. Right. And the presentation, yeah. and yeah. this is not to say that we personally think that that Demario did anything wrong. Right. Um, we right. don't. We don't. Yeah. But yeah. the way that they are presenting this as a larger commentary on these issues gets just incredibly messy. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, I think there were some nice moments. I think Ben Z, you know, explicitly stating on primetime TV that continuous consent matters yep. and that yep. consent can always be revoked was mm-hmm. great. I thought yeah. that Taylor's comment about verbal and nonverbal consent I thought was uh, seemed responsible yeah, yeah. Um, to just she she basically says someone can give you nonverbal cues of consent but it's important to get verbal consent yeah, yeah. and yeah. I thought that that was that seemed great um but some of the questions that were posed to the cast seemed like they would have been better posed to an expert like why not mm-hmm. bring in someone yeah. from rain or another yeah, you know sure. sexual assault. Uh, sexual violence organization, if you're going to go kind of classroom style, mm-hmm. give make yeah. sure that right. that information is buttoned up and totally responsible. And it's not necessarily – it shouldn't be the job of these cast yeah. members yeah. to say all of the right things mm-hmm. in these situations. Yeah. yeah. I found it really weird and troubling that Chris Harrison would throw out the question of can you consent when you're drunk – to a bunch of just yeah. like reality yeah. TV show cast members <laughs> yeah, and then just right. let them speak no. unchallenged on that. Like Diggy said something that I found troubling, but that is also a very commonly held and understandable belief. We do watch people who are drunk hook up and we believe them to have given consent. Mm-hmm. But just having Diggy say, I think you can give consent when you're drunk is really problematic yeah. Yeah. to right. put out right. there. Right. Yeah, right. 
And yeah, and that and that's that shouldn't be the responsibility of them to say exactly. as contestants. You know, it's just like it's very much going back to the whole thing of production using these people as just like human shields and just being like, okay, mm-hmm. like we'll just right, like they said it, they all for, agreed, they all right. said it was fine. Uh, we got a little bit into. Um, you know, the racial issues that that obviously mm-hmm. played into the way that this situation was perceived in, in the larger online conversation about it. Um, and I was glad that that came up. Mm-hmm. And Me too. I, I, mean, I was glad that Raven pointed out, you know, that she's aware of this issue being from the South. Um, and it, it happens everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But it is probably, I think, for a lot of people more openly uh, talked about in the South on both sides. Um that, you know, African-American men are often, like, accused of assaulting white women even when the facts don't bear their at- that out. On the on the other hand, I think there was this concern for DeMario's reputation mm-hmm. that kind of suggested that being accused – and Allie Bartho puts this really well in her Vulture recap – that being accused of sexual assault is a violation that is – on par, if not worse, than possibly having been assaulted. You know, like they're talking about his reputation with more concern than Corinne's reputation, which was also damaged, and Corinne's Mm. well-being. Maybe because they knew for a fact that nothing happened, but it really seemed like the preeminent concern was a man shouldn't ever have to feel like an accusation Mm. will be found on Google. And also, Mm. and, and I do think that, yeah, that is a really unfortunate thing for both of them to be, you know, if nothing did happen, then it's really shitty Mm -hmm. that both of them have to be associated with this but it is both of them right yeah Uh, and i feel i i really i do feel for both of them in a very very major way and i also feel for the cast members who were given this responsibility to speak on all of these issues that honestly like people taking entire university courses yeah yeah Yeah. digging into yeah no like that's what it boils down to is like all of this has many, you know, it's it's many complexities to it. It's a lot of, it's a big conversation to have, and it's a very informed conversation to have. So the people having that conversation should be informed, and not just like these random, you know, like people doing their best. You know, yeah, it's like us. Right yeah. Now. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, no, very true. Yeah. yeah, very true. No, and and like. I don't think that obviously we would be the right people to bring yeah, in to talk about yeah, this. Like right, Emma right. said, they should have had an expert in these issues. Um, and like one thing that really struck me as being like incredibly irresponsible was that Chris asked the entire cast why Corinne referred to herself as a victim. Mm. That um, yeah. really which, it, which just opens it up for cast members. You know, Danielle says she thinks Corinne did it to save face, which is a really kind of fucked up yeah. thing to yeah. say about Corinne. Um, it's possible. But, you know, putting it out there like that um, really makes Corinne the right. And also, right. if you're going to ask that question, we know Corinne is having a sit-down interview with them. Mm-hmm. Ask that to her. She's the one who can speak to why that statement was put together the way that it was. Yeah. Um, and we also know that that statement came from her lawyer, which mm-hmm. they do point out. But, again, like that question should never have been posed. It yeah. is right. not relevant. Right. And it is worth noting that this. she did not say she was a victim of Demario. She said she no. was a victim in the situation. Mm. And I think Demario probably feels that he was also a victim yeah. in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe not of uh, the show, maybe even of the press. But I think they both mm. felt victimized. victimized. In, in, yes. Yeah. Um, Raven also talks about um, how she has been sexually assaulted and she was in an abusive relationship. 
Uh, she doesn't want the situation to deter, and she emphasizes actual victims mm. from coming forward. It was like, this was so mm. close. Yeah, so close, yeah. That was just like a general theme of that entire conversation. Right, yeah. it was like... Just- because not the, deterring victims yeah. from coming forward. That's good. Yep. There's no need to imply mm-hmm. anything about who's a victim in this situation. Yep. Yeah. And I think yeah. the problem is they went into this where the show wanted them to make these um, pretty deep and important statements about cultural issues writ large. But they also, because they are embedded in this and understandably want to defend their friends, mm-hmm. felt the need to also make sure that they were, like, framing the narrative in a way that fit how they they perceive this particular situation. Like, I understand what Raven was saying. Um, she doesn't want this to deter victims from coming forward. The reality is that a lot of the ways that they talked about the situation could just, do that. just yeah. are going to deter yeah. victims from coming Because, yeah. like, you can talk about what was actually found and that DeMario didn't um, according to the investigation, do anything wrong. But, you know, talking about how he always seemed nice to them so they knew that nothing happened, um, talking about how you're responsible for people you you kiss and for what you drink, those are things that will deter people from coming forward. Yeah, right. Um, so ultimately this conversation was, like, really frustrating for yeah. us. And, like, yeah, I would say, like, just – like general thoughts on that is like as we talked about that conversation had moments that came like so close and there were there were very um you know good things that were said there were some really problematic things that were said um but then where i have a harder time with it is like okay if you look at this conversation like there were some good and bad pieces but then if you look at how it was all handled as a whole and you look at the the promos and like the trivialization of all of it and the leaning into the the drama of it it's like it's it that hollows it out like yes. that hollows out that conversation I totally agree. where i mean you're you're talking about um you know like what would deter people from coming out with um like if they've been sexually assaulted it's like the way that this has been handled would very much deter that and how it's just being like okay well like people aren't going to take it seriously that's what this whole entire thing felt like. Yeah. So that conversation was very kind of grain of salt in, in like the entire time. Yeah, and then yeah. that's exactly the message that we got when they immediately moved on. And I think we have to sort of rush through this because yeah. we're almost out of sure. time. They but did, the rest of they the episode— They did like a verbal one-by-one one vote. They decided <laughs> unanimously to continue. Yeah. Uh, and we get to just Lacey going, we're back, baby. So it's clear that the show yeah. is like, well, now we've addressed the serious stuff and now you can all move on and like tequila yeah. shots on us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but not too many. There are just like a couple of— like two or three broad storylines, yeah. which is um, uh, that Alex um, was building something with Amanda, but while they were gone, he's worried that she no longer, you know, that that's fallen apart. She no longer wants and to she give no, the rose. And yep. she no longer does. Which is correct, yes. Yep. And they make, you know, some of the girls, while they're talking all this through, say that Alex made some rude comments um, to some of them while they were all away. Mm-hmm. We don't get any details yeah, on no, that. I'm wondering. like, I, I want yeah, more I want, on that. It doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, also, Alex is... Uh, takeaway from Amanda finally very politely mm-hmm. explaining that she, you know, it, is not interested in him is to say, well, like, I guess I just shouldn't be so nice oh, and I need to God, be an I asshole. Know. No, and like, and going back, yeah. going back to that whole, like, 
you can find things to criticize Alex for. Maybe leave out the short, but you can include like the, oh, like there's some reeking of male entitlement going on <laughs> yeah. right now. It's like, oh, I can't be a nice guy, I guess. Like, yeah, grill him for that. Grill him exactly. for that garbage yeah. opinion. Um, like he, he has to get rejected like three times because first of all, Amanda's giving him nothing. He interrupts every conversation she has with other people. And then he's like, I'm never even seeing her. Danielle even <laughs> tries to warn him. Okay. Yeah. So, Raven, yeah. Raven is like, yeah. you. Raven says you need to leave her alone. She is not interested. It's done. And he's like, I know. I'm going to go hit her with some Alex <laughs> charm. Um, okay, so meanwhile, Alex. Dean and Christina uh, went road tripping. They went back to Kentucky, where she's from. And then um, Chicago. So they spent yeah, the yeah, entirety they, like, of these 10 days together. And also, if yeah. you think about just the Bachelor franchise in general, like a week together, like going, you know, back. These guys have spent yeah. more time together yeah. than anyone in Bachelor yeah, history. Exactly. <laughs> like they, they could pretty much be engaged yeah. at that point. That, that well, level well, of I think what we really saw is like how much does happen mm-hmm. on the show, that amount just happened off screen. Like, yep. they had this whole relationship. It was intense. Now Dean's not sure if he's ready to commit. Yeah. Christina's yeah. frustrated that he's pulling away. And yeah. it's yeah. sad. Yeah. Dean, don't fuck this right, up. Yeah, because, like, yeah. yeah, no, because, like, it just seems like, oh, like, that collapsed, like, so super quick. But it's like, yeah. no, it actually, like, had, like, it's a life. It's been 13 days. Yeah, it had a life. It just, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it lasted a lot longer than most Paradise relationships. Yeah. Um, but it, it really seemed to fall apart, and um, Christina was left, you know. I, I felt annoyed at Dean um, in this conversation because he was doing a lot of deflection. Like, he, she was like, I need you to talk to me. And he was like, you're not talking to me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what do you need me to talk about? And he's like, just open up about things. She's like, yeah. oh, I think I'm being open, but, yeah. like, it's hard to get anything out of you. And he's like, I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> Just, like, some real vague this, statements. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I wrote in my notes that this is the first time I've really felt how young Dean is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This felt very yeah. immature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it felt very, like, teenage boy on the couch, like, hood up. Yeah. Like, well, why are you talking about it? Right yeah. No, yeah. you're, you're yeah. about at talking. Yeah. 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 Um, Derek and, and Taylor go on a date. Yeah, they are really – it seems like their relationship has only been strengthened yeah. during yeah. their time away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lacey is just making the rounds of everyone and kind of negging them and being kind of rude and then saying, no one likes me. Like, no one <laughs> like, wants to die. She just wants happening? Daniel to come because apparently Daniel is the full package, which <laughs> yeah. I question her taste in men. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I know. strongly question it. Uh, okay. And the final kind of big theme is Jasmine and Matt. This also seems to be a situation where her feelings grew over the, the time that the cameras were off and his sort of faded and he seems yeah. to be pulling away and she is – not happy about that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we've been seeing, like, some previews with, like, her. It's like, oh, if you want to drop ABC or, like, whatever that line that keeps yeah. being aired over TV, and over. Good TV. I'll give you right, good TV. Right, right. So it seems like we have some I'm feeling, some foreshadowing that, that something's happening there. I'm feeling but. a lot more sympathy with Kristen now because we've seen in the promos <laughs> that Kristen is going to come in and maybe mm-hmm. get with Matt. And Jasmine's going to say, you know, you know, you knew that Matt and I had a thing. You're a little bitch. And I'm like, well, it seems, seems like Matt kind of wants yep, to get yep, out of yep, this little yep, thing. Yep. So. It's like it didn't really even need uh, the catalyst yeah. for that to happen. Like, sorry, this is this is paradise. That's mm-hmm. what happens. So uh, that's kind of where we leave it. We don't get the rose ceremony, but we do see a new guy coming in for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jasmine and Lacey both want someone new. And I wrote, and here he is, cliffhanger. I think we don't it's know. Daniel. Yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah. I would say Daniel. 
Well, we'll have to wait until next week to find out. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I, it's hard to imagine waiting that long for four more hours Oof. of this I, hellish torment. I somehow to like always forget that it's like, oh yeah, they do this. Like they do this like every, yeah. I, yeah. Four hours is too many hours. I know. It is. It's way too many hours. Yeah. Just a bit. <sighs> All right. Well, I, I just am so glad to be done talking about it. <laughs> we did but, it. But we had we a great it. time. Yeah, thank you for joining yeah. us. Thank you so much for inviting thank me. Thank you for, this so for talking yeah. this through with us. We, we, we needed it. it. Yeah, yeah. No, just <laughs> some therapy. <laughs> oh, God. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. And now it's time for Feminism Fails. And God bless Bachelor in Paradise for just really bringing Feminism Fails back with a vengeance. First, um, all the comments about Alex's height. For example, Derek saying that maybe he's compensating for something, just not only unnecessary, but sort of using gender expectations against someone is not like it's beside the point and it's harmful to other people. Um, and it, it works against the idea that we're all equals and that we don't need to be expected to f- fulfill like aspects of the gender binary. So I'm just going to give that a four for being so pervasive, even if it was supposed to be all in good fun, it's still harmful. Uh, And while Alex's height certainly isn't a problem, him saying that he guesses he shouldn't be so nice uh, after he gets rejected and said should be an asshole to women, uh, I'm going to give that one a five. It really perpetuates this idea of the quote unquote nice guy and that men deserve female interest and affection and, and, you know, sexual interest for deigning to be kind and treat them like human beings. No, Alex, no. Way to encourage toxic masculinity, guys. Uh, Next, Ben makes a, you know, a weird comment about Robbie while Robbie's off on his date with Raven. He says basically, like, he's a beer at a barbecue guy and Robbie is a wine spritzer on the beach. Um. That is not actually an insult. Um, You can be someone who drinks beer at a barbecue and be a bad person. You can be someone who drinks a wine spritzer on the beach and be a good person. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. Um, But he's clearly trying to feminize Robbie and thereby insult him, which is offensive to me as a woman, and it should be offensive to all feminists. So I'm going to give that a four. And we're not going to include all of the many things that we could discuss here from that sit-down conversation. We don't want to trivialize it, and we feel like we you know, really got into how we felt about that earlier in the episode. Yeah, just, you know, there were definitely feminism fails in there, but this doesn't seem like the most productive place to continue that no. conversation. <laughs> but we do want to end with a little palate cleanser, um, a feminism win, if you will. A delightful feminism win. Evan, in his vows to Carly, promises to walk through this life with her as equals. Yes, Evan. That was so sweet. (laughs) I'm going to give that a five just for making me happy. And I think that's all that matters is whether I'm happy. (laughs) And that is it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Brett Vergara, and, of course, our producer, Nick Offenberg. 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe and give us a rating if you haven't. It helps other people find our show. And you can find us both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email at friends at HuffPost.com. Um, so, uh, you know, aside from the possibility of a nuclear holocaust, we will be back next week for four more hours of Bachelor in Paradise. We'll see you then. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.